<clears throat> Hello, universe. I'm, uh, I am coming at you at 150. That would be 1350 military time here in the NST, City, Denver, Colorado, because that's where I've been for, how long have I been? Since 2001 again. So 22 years here, 10 years other were, and then 18 years here. So how it all adds up, something like that. Anyway, nobody cares. Not even me. But Denver's home for now, probably for a while. But it's, um, it's a place where I've always been rather comfortable. I like the people. I like the vibe. I like the um, pace of living that the city both offers and the surrounding area supports. It's a cool place to be. If it had an ocean, it'd be perfect. But then it wouldn't be Colorado. So you get what you get, and in Colorado you get a whole lot. And there's not a <clears throat> point of friction really for me in... Uh, any of my uh, current circumstances because today I finally um, came correct I suppose on a circumstance that um, that I needed to um, straighten up personally for myself and for the betterment of all involved and I did that and that is not something grandiose in scale by any means. That is simply hmm, um, finding the places in the universe that you have common opportunities and making sure you don't overlook them. So, yay. I am um, better off for it and will uh, certainly see a more fulfilled universe as a result. And... That, frankly, is already enough to think maybe, uh-oh, hang on, oh, time, time to pause, uh, yeah, poor kitty, um, and, <laughs> I don't know, I, I find myself <clears throat> at times when I'm having to, it's not that I have to apologize for who I am, but I have to apologize for running a course that had, um, boy, had already shown vulnerability and acting as though it was impenetrable. Just, and I don't know if that's the blustering of being a white male American. You just feel like that when they're, is doubt the worst thing you can do is show it or pay attention to it so you just ignore it and full steam ahead or I don't know I don't know I'm learning a lot of lessons this year <clears throat> I know that much and uh, and some of them I feel are, are almost uh, reverting to the basic fundamental connectivity and interactivity of humans I don't know why <laughs> It has been so hard for me to just hmm, simplify 
when it comes to relationships of all kinds, from friendships to boss dynamics to romantic to nuclear family, you name it. I have bungled up relationships, <clears throat> but I've gotten so much out of them, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, hopefully uh, the maneuvering of today, which there was no maneuvering involved at all. It was strictly a, um, a moment of plain truth. Um, you can only, you can only stand by and not find the value that the great people around you offer for so long before you got to realize it's your fault for living your own life. And that's what I was doing. No more. <clears throat> no more at all. All right. And on that note, um, fuck, I have a major open mic tomorrow that I'm not prepared for because I have to do it on a specific topic. And that's the, um, the business of comedy. And then I have to roll that into the, to the Messiah stuff. And if at the end necessary, come back with the, um, the disconnects from my childhood to today. But, oh, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to, I got I got so many thoughts on the business of comedy that I have to crystallize, and that is going to be the most critiqued topic matter I've brought up yet because everybody in the room will have something to say about it. So I have to look forward to all that feedback, but I do have some some ways to throw curveballs at the situation. I just don't know if they're going to land the way I hope they do. So we'll see. So that's <clears throat> why I'm going to go play some tennis right now. So. Uh, I can bang a ball against a wall and not think about comedy for the compulsive thoughts that will come next. Hey, Kitty's using the litter box. Well, that's a good sign. We should pause right there, but <gasps> we're at 6.15. How about we pause at 6.20 as an homage to my sister? Hey, Em. Hello, Kitty. Copyright infringement intended. Universe, it is 107. Nope, sorry, it's 101. On the, what date is this? The 8th of uh, November. Mm, which means I've been to my open mic night. And I'm home with Purring Kitty on lap. And Bong Hit Potential in left hand. So, pause button in right hand? Pause. Unpause. Pause. Mmm, these peanuts are good. Mmm, mmm. So, <clears throat> I think as of tonight, I have come to the realization that I no longer want to pursue stand-up comedy. I <clears throat> am reluctant to commit to something so extreme based on, well, six months worth of endeavor. But I now know that the purpose of my life exists in a way that stand-up comedy and the ascension therein cannot fulfill. 
So having come to that realization, well, time to move on to something else, right? Pause. Unpause. <sighs> okay, sometimes I wonder what the fuck I'm doing with my life. And it's not that tonight is one of those nights. I mean, it is. It always is. It always is somewhat, right? Like, there's always some part of me that wishes I had more of it figured out and more of it, I guess, coherently organized in a way that I knew what and how most likely the next phase of life was going to transpire. Or this bob and weave and figure it all out as you go along and take what comes and be the best you can in the moment. Maybe that's the way to go about it. But then what do you what is what are you building your life upon? What are you creating that is significant enough? to warrant your manifestation in this 8675309 earth? What is so compelling about your time here that without you, this moment in existence is somewhat lessened? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know that's more than fair to ask questions of those nature of that nature to an individual bent on just trying to get through the day and not fall further underwater so to pose the hypothetical the philosophical the ethereal if you will moments of well how are you doing i don't know that the 21st century even accommodates that anymore Okay, I don't know what this is about, this mood adjustment that I'm putting myself through. <clears throat> I did not have a bad night tonight. I got on stage, I said what I wanted to say, I had enough of the audience following me to not lose my point. But I also know that at some point, <clears throat> I don't find the world to be in a state of existence where stand-up comedy makes sense to me. The message I feel like I have to share, the one that is filled with hope and reconsideration of where we are for where we could be, bringing that out on the stand-up stage hasn't been working tonight, nor in the last month. And as compelling as I can be, which for the most part, at least for five minutes, is as compelling as anybody else. Well, those moments of <clears throat> audience capture, of recognition that something here between us is important. Well, I don't, I just, I feel like the stand-up comedy open mic night scene is not the place for that to flourish, especially after tonight. So let's momentarily reflect on the fact that the last 36 hours have provided me 
enough positive sustenance to springboard into the next year with confidence that 2024 can only be superior to 2023. Literally, in less than two days' time, I have recouped the energy necessary to believe that the entire next year is set up to be superior to the one I'm experiencing. And yet, somehow, my lack of connectivity at the open mic night comedy scene at Tavern on 26th is diminishing my capacity for self-realization. I don't know. This seems mediocre on my part at best. Pause. And I guess I say this because I feel like today the world has been telling me maybe that's enough. Maybe you've gone far enough. When I know, in fact, I'm just barely getting to the point where the next step matters. Like, the last place I want to be held back is right here. This is the time where I'm about to understand something significant from an experience I've never had before. So holding back? No. Universe, if that's your message, it's wrong. Now, that isn't to say that I can't appreciate temperance or the deliberate nature of keeping something mm, in check enough that you don't overwhelm the procedure with something out of scope. On that universe, yeah, on that we agree. Pause. But to be fair, I don't know if that's the message that was being conveyed across tonight's sampling of human endeavor. In fact, other than, well, once again, yin-yang, as much positive as negative flowed tonight. There's no doubt. Hey, I, I don't mean to, to, I don't mean to take what is a minor nuisance or moment of angst and magnify it into a stance against that which is working well. In fact, I'll tell you what. You know what tonight is? Well, this morning slash the earliest part of Wednesday, November 8th, here at 2.23 in the morning. Well, if that doesn't speak, let's take a personality test. What does? Pause. All right, all right, all right. Okay. So, first of all, it should be noted that I am uh, an INFP slash ENFP all the way. And to the point that I say INFP, ENFP, because my extroverted introverted will often fall at a 5149 line meaning I could be an introverted or extroverted no matter when I take the test. But the rest of them, intuitive versus observant, thinking versus feeling, judging versus prospecting, I am clearly intuitive, feeling, and prospecting. And when it comes to the last category that this 16 personalities test makes up, 
Assertive versus turbulent, I'm usually slightly assertive. And as a INFP, I come out as a mediator. I believe as an ENFP, I come out as a... Uh, I can't remember what the other one is. Maybe uh, um, assistant or something like that. Um, anyhow, so given that this test has been fairly consistent for the last 15 years, well, it's hard to deny that it might have some legitimate diagnostic capability. But it's more fun to take the test than it is anything else. So here we go to 16 personalities. Let's see, where do I take this test? Pause. Okay, question one. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bubbles from agree to disagree that allow you to determine how much you would like to stand by the statement you regularly make new friends. Well, I make new friends pretty easily. In fact, a little too easily. So I'm not going to go all the way to fully agree but I'm going to go to the second one. You spend a lot of time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. I would say I spend most of my time exploring various random topics that pique my interest, so definitely 100% agree. Seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too. This is way too common. I don't want to say I fully agree, but I have to fully agree. Ugh. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan. I often don't have a plan, so to back up a plan for a plan I don't have would be ridiculous. So I'm going to have to go with disagree. Though if I had a plan, I might make a backup plan because having a plan would necessitate that I would think something in that plan would go wrong. So I'm not going to go to fully disagree, but I'm going to go to you often make a backup plan for a backup plan. Disagree one notch over. You usually stay calm even under a lot of pressure. I have been told this by too many people not to believe that it must be true. I'm not going fully agree, but I'm definitely going with mostly agree. Pause. Okay, okay. The next one says, at social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. I would like to believe that I'm a social butterfly flittering around the room, talking to everybody that I don't know. But... I would say that I am mostly going to hover around the people I know and then branch out to the people I don't know on occasion. So while I won't totally agree with this, I will mostly agree with this. Yeah, mostly. Next page. That's five done. Going on to the next one. <clears throat> okay. You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another. I can't possibly disagree with this more then 100%. I would love to be able to say I agree with this, but nope, my actions speak differently. You are very sentimental. 1,000% agree. You like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists. Ugh, disagree. Not fully, but mostly. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. <clears throat> well, there's an interesting one. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. Um, <clears throat> so, 
to me, the emergence of any mistake, small, large, or in between, can be enough to cause me to doubt my personal abilities and knowledge. So, while I don't want to agree with this, and I don't agree with it entirely because small mistakes can be offset by rational thinking, or irrational thinking, as it were, I'm going to give this a two bubbles over agree. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if I find something about them interesting. Um, I'm not going to put fully agree because there are too many times when even though that conversation is available, I just don't have enough energy to participate. But I'll put the next one over because if I do feel like participating, no problem, I will You're not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analyses of creative works. Uh, I couldn't disagree more. You are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Hmm. Well, perhaps in my past that's true. But not anymore. I don't negate that which my head is telling me exclusively to follow what my heart is trying to convince me of. So I can't go fully agree or disagree in this particular instance. But my heart is way more important than my head. So, am I more inclined to follow my head than my heart? No, I disagree. You usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. Bingo! Couldn't agree more. Uh, You rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. Ooh. Well, (laughs) this one's interesting because... I rarely worry about whether or not I've made a good impression because I always assume I have made a good impression. So, I'm going to say that, but but I do, I do, it does matter to me that I've made a good impression. Like, I don't want to, uh, uh, you rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. I'm going to have to disagree here. I do worry about that. I, I'm not. I'm going one bubble over on the disagree. Because again, I usually think I made a good impression. So worry about it? Not really. You enjoy participating in group activities. Fuck. Yeah, I do. Agree 100%. And you like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. Okay. Well, yeah, but I also like closure and clarity and continuity of, of screenplay, character development, that kind of stuff. So not everything has to be memento, but something that allows me to interpret the ending? Sure. I, would, I, I like that more than I don't. So we're going to go slightly agree. Your happiness comes from comes more from helping others accomplish things than your own accomplishments. Well, if I say 100% agree, that's a little pathetic. So I'm only going to say 90% agree. But yeah, of course I agree. You are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. Handicapped by too many choices? Me? Fuck yeah, I am. So I mostly agree. 
you're prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worse. Nope, I'm actually always optimistic that things are going to get better. So I'm going to disagree with that statement almost entirely, but not entirely. You avoid leadership roles in group settings. I do avoid them. I don't want to be chosen as the leader. I don't want to be noted as the person who should be president. I don't want to be any of that shit. So I avoid them 100%. Well, we'll say 90%. Agree. You're definitely not an artistic type of person. Fuck you. Yes, I am. Mostly disagree. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? No, I don't. Mostly disagree. You prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. Ah, depends on the day. Sure, some days I feel like I gotta get everything done before I can even take a break. But on other days, I'm taking 15 breaks just to get 15 minutes worth of work done. So which one is it really? This might be my first one where I'm going to put neutral. I don't know that I can commit to one side or the other here. Neutral. Alright, you enjoy watching people argue. Fuck no, I don't. In fact, that's an easy one to fully disagree with. You tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. Yes and no. I definitely um, can't 100% agree to that, but I do not like uh, recognition for the most part. So I'm going to mostly agree with that, but I know I can't 100% because there are times when I definitely want someone to say, hey, look what you did. Your mood can change very quickly. I have to agree with that. Not 100% because I'm not that volatile. I have some capability of suppressing mood changes, but when they take me over, there ain't much I can do about it, so I'll mostly agree. You lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. I do if I keep explaining to them why they're not being efficient and they continue to be inefficient, but you didn't ask that part. You asked you lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you, which I really don't, so I'm going to mostly disagree, though a little bit, sure, like all of us. You often end up doing, hello, you often end up doing what? You often end up doing things at the last possible moment. All right, there's not a statement on here I could agree with more than that, so yeah, sure. You've always been fascinated by the question of what, if anything, happens after death. Have I always been fascinated by that question? I guess. Well, but not, not, not enough to go 100% agree. I'm going 90% agree or whatever the next bubble over is. All right, these might be the last five. You usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. Boy, that's a tough one. Because I spend so much time alone right now. But I probably would rather be with others. Well, but it depends on the others that you're going to be with. Like... You usually prefer to be around others than on your own. Usually. Okay, I agree. Almost almost 100%, so we'll go 90% agree on that. You become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. Uh, no, I don't disagree 100%. You find it easy to empathize with a person whose experiences are very different from your own. Do I find that easy? No. 
I find it doable. I find it important. I find it something at which I'm not necessarily skilled, but confident that I can try to provide. I'm not going to go uh, disagree here because I don't disagree, but I barely agree. So we'll go one agree notch over from middle of the road. You usually postpone finalizing decisions for as long as possible. All right. I thought I couldn't agree with that thing about taking uh, as long or doing things at the last possible minute, but this one I agree 100%, maybe 1,000%. You rarely second-guess the choices that you have made. I am pretty good about not having to review what I did and think, should I have done it that way? But not great. So I will somewhat disagree with that. One disagreement bubble over. After a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. Ah. After a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what I need. 90% of the time, yes. 10% of the time, fuck no. So I'm going to somewhat agree here. Next. Ah, oh, there's five more. You enjoy going to art museums. Yes, I do. 99%. Well, 90%. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. No, I don't. I almost always can understand others' feelings. You like to have a to-do list for each day. Disagree. You rarely feel insecure. Rarely feel insecure. Somewhat agree. You avoid making phone calls. Somewhat disagree. You often spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different from your own. Uh, Okay, I agree 100% on that. In your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. Um, neutral? Depends on the activities. If your plans are interrupted, your top priority is to get back on track as soon as possible. Nope. If my plans have been interrupted, I assume they've been interrupted for a purpose. So, I couldn't really disagree with that more. But I won't go 100% because that seems a little too committed. You're still bothered by mistakes that you made a long time ago. I'm bothered by them, but I'm not handicapped by them. So I'll slightly agree here, but not to the extent that I think they want me to. You rarely contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. I rarely do that. I do that all the time. So I disagree. Your emotions control you more than you control them. Not anymore. We've come to a symbiotic relationship. So I neither agree nor disagree with that. You take great care not to make people look bad, even when it's completely their fault. I hate to say it, but I do agree with that. And I don't agree 100% because once in a while, motherfucker. Oh, how many more are there? Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than organized and consistent efforts. Agree. When someone thinks highly of you, you wonder how long it will take them to feel disappointed in you. Do I really wonder that? No. But I do know that that's coming if somebody overappreciates me. All right, I somewhat agree with that statement. You would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. I have that job. It's okay. But I would rather work with people. So I'm going to say I mostly disagree with that statement. You believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time. 
Hello. Could I disagree more? You feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmospheres than quiet, intimate places. No, I don't. I feel drawn to both for different reasons, but if you had to make me choose one or the other, I'm going to choose the quiet, intimate place. So I somewhat disagree with that statement. You know at first glance how someone is feeling. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. There you go. Oh no, there's more. You often feel overwhelmed. Well, yeah, but I also often feel capable of handling it. Hmm. I'm going to put that one dead central neutral. You complete things methodically without skipping over any steps. Rarely. So we're going to put that as mostly disagree. You're very intrigued by things labeled as controversial. Well, yeah, so is everybody. That's dumb. So as not to be a sheep, I'll put mostly agree. You would pass along... Wait. Am I done? You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. Uh, Yeah, I would. Almost 100% agree. You struggle with deadlines. Obviously. You feel confident that things will work out for you. Obviously. My gender, male. Should I put other? No, let's put male. Let's see my results. So here we go. The 16 personality test, according to what I just enabled or just labeled myself. Ah, this time I'm a campaigner. That's what the ENFP is. The INFP is the uh, whatever, the mediator. But the campaigner. So apparently, after my uh, energetic. Uh, injection from my uh, cheerleader has taken me from 51% introverted to 56% extroverted. What? That might be the highest I've ever tested extroverted. I'm still 83% intuitive, 86% feeling, and 86% prospecting. While this time I'm 51% assertive, as opposed to the last time when I think I was 52% assertive. So again, aside from that extroverted-introverted part, which I agree does fluctuate, pretty fucking consistent. Um, So what is a campaigner? Well, a campaigner is one who... um, It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, what you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. Campaigners are true free spirits, outgoing, open-hearted, open-minded, with a lively, upbeat approach to life. They stand out in any crowd, but even though they can be the life of the party, campaigners don't just care about having a good time. These personality types run deep, as does the longing for meaningful emotional connections with other people. Yep. I agree. More than anything in life, I long for the meaningful connection with another person. Whether or not I get any of that? Well, 
It certainly doesn't have a whole lot to do with my ENFP score. A lot more to do with my ability to go out there and believe in myself. Just like you. Hmm. And not to bore you with shit you can read online, but the magic of everyday life. Friendly and outgoing campaigners are devoted to enriching their relationships and their social lives. But beneath their sociable, easygoing exteriors, they have rich, vibrant inner lives as well. Without a healthy dose of imagination, creativity, and curiosity, a campaigner simply wouldn't be a campaigner. In their unique way, campaigners can be quite introspective. They can't help but ponder the deeper meaning and significance of life, even when they should be paying attention to something else. Hmm, sound familiar? Not at all. These personalities believe that everything, and everyone, is connected. It's that whole force thing. And they live for the glimmers of insight that they can gain into these connections. I mean, again, right? That fucking shit's dead on. When something sparks their imagination, campaigners can show an enthusiasm that is nothing short of infectious. Yeah. These personalities radiate positive energy that draws in other people. Campaigners may find themselves being held up by their peers as a leader or guru. But once the initial bloom of inspiration wears off, campaigners can struggle with self-discipline and consistency, losing steam on projects that once meant so much to them. I'd go on, but, I mean, fuck, if that's not enough of a needle in the eye, oh, yeah, that's me, baby. Strengths and weaknesses, really quick. My strengths would be uh, curious, perceptive, enthusiastic, excellent communicator, festive, and good-natured. My weaknesses... A people pleaser? Fuck yeah, I am. Unfocused? Oh my fucking God. What are we even talking about? Disorganized? Uh, if I had a list about what we were talking about, that wouldn't hurt, but that would make me organized. Overly accommodating? How's that different than a people pleaser? Overly optimistic? It might still work out that the cat comes back to life and restless. You got that right. Romantic relationships. It's hard to overstate just how much campaigners care about love. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, hopeless romantic. Fanning the flames of... Uh, people with this personality type tend to fall in love easily, and they fall hard. <laughs> really? Didn't know that. Perhaps because they're so unstinting with their affection, campaigners can struggle with the mystery of why some relationships don't work out. Uh, yeah, I guess you got that right. Cherished ideals. Campaigners approach their relationships with the highest of ideals. They long to know and unconditionally accept everything about their partner, just as they long for that in return. I'm afraid that's pretty much the case. But unless these types share, these types take on their share of the responsibilities and help keep things running smoothly, they may actually amplify stress and resentment in the relationship. Campaigners can find ways to balance their spontaneous, passionate nature with the stability and consistency that long-term relationships require. With their trademark sensitivity and goodwill, these personalities can transform even the most mundane tasks into a creative, heartfelt expression of love. Well, I mean, that's asking a lot, but still. Why would you want to think mundanely? Um, yeah, there's seven pages of this shit, so we're not going to go through anything more than career paths. What works for campaigners? 
they may even welcome the challenge. Blah 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 blah. Campaigners are drawn to nonprofits, public service, counseling, education, customer or public relations, hospitality, media, entertainment, and the service industry. Jobs in social media and communications are also an excellent fit. No, they're not. Let your creativity prevail. Campaigners feel not only bored, but also a little disheartened when they're in a job where every day is the same. Although they may benefit from a degree of structure and accountability, they lose steam in work environments that rely on strict regimentation and hierarchy. But don't we all? Don't we all? Workplace habits? Who cares? I don't even go to the workplace. Conclusion. We conclude that... Uh, uh, that they want to sell me more shit. Known for their idealism and enthusiasm, these personalities excel at dealing with unexpected challenges and brightening the lives of those around them. Campaigners can be tripped up in certain areas of their lives when it comes to building relationships, choosing a career, or turning their dreams into a reality while consciously addressing their weaknesses to gain new skills, even as they draw on their many strengths, is their only route out to true fulfillment. Now, hmm, <sighs> if your personality isn't something you can discern and figure out on your own, but need something like 16personalities.com to help you understand, well then, yeah, I get you. Because the human condition leaves us wondering so much about ourselves about what, why we're doing what we're doing and why we're not doing what we should be doing or all of the above. That, in reality, huh? if you're not finding yourself somewhat constantly a mystery to solve, well, then your human experience sure is a lot better than mine because <laughs> you want to talk about a mystery. <clears throat> hey, wait, how did we end this one the first time? Because we should end it that way again. Just because I like that ending. Just like you.